Hi there. I have got quite the show prepared for today. Lauren has just walked in, and I have not yet announced who our guest is going to be. Well, it's a mystery, and it's uh, it's yet to be determined. <laughs> it well, it's been determined. It's yet to be revealed to you or anyone. So stick around, folks, because it's going to be fun. It is. Before we get to it, though. We invite you to join Judd and his family's winery on the south end of Silverado Trail, Judd's Hill Winery, at 2332 Silverado Trail, here in Napa Valley, California, USA. That's right, Lauren. Um, visiting information is on the web at juddshill.com, and while you're online, you might as well take a look around. We've got a beautiful website. There's our quirky videos. There's photographs. You can find out about the different experiences you can have. We have interactive wine events daily by appointment. So check it out. And while you're there, you'll see what wines are available and put some in your shopping cart. And just for being an avid listener, type in coupon code JNVS, all lowercase letters, please, and you'll get 15% off your entire wine order. 15% is good, but you know what? I can do better. How? Well, have folks join the wine club. It's free to join. Information is there online. You can give us a call. We guarantee a great time. You get to try all of our wines, and you get a really nice price on those wines as well. We got events. You're going to have invitations to parties. It's, it's great. I can't recommend it highly enough. I might be a little biased, but I honestly think it's the best wine club in Napa Valley. Absolutely. And now, on with the show. With whoever our guest will be. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of Finkel fun. Get ready for another heapful of fascinating things to know from witty and intriguing people on Judd's Napa Valley Show. No stale script and no rehearsing, live from a Napa studio. You may be that intriguing person on Judd's Napa Valley Show. On Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa. Judd's Napa Valley, Judd's Napa Valley Show. Everything is gorgeous. What can I tell you? It's, it's, it's a beautiful day. It sure is. And I believe that you've got stuff coming up. You always have something happening. Oh, I do. Uh, this coming uh, Saturday, the 10th of June, me and Artie Party from the Napa Show will be co-emceeing a special uh, uh, fundraiser for Napa Valley Support Services. Oh, yeah. Tell me about that. Oh, because, of course, I'm involved with the Napa show with Artie Party. I've been involved for a, for a long time. And he and Artie is an employment specialist with Napa Valley Support Services. So we, we collaborated together, and we thought that we might be co-emceeing the special uh, fundraiser event at Napa Valley College. Well, there's no doubt the two of you work well together. How long have you been on Artie Party's show as his announcer? Since uh, 2009. Since 2009. That's many years. That's where I first met you. That's right. I remember it was probably, uh, do you remember the year? Uh, it, it was a year later. A year later, so in 2008. 10. Excuse me. I'm thinking, I, I don't do math well, by the way. <laughs> you, you may I understand. Have, you may have figured that out already. Yes, so the following year, not the year previous, but the following year, yes, I was a guest on the Artie Party Show. And I don't remember what I was talking about. I think just about the winery, Judd's Hill, and, and doing community events because, as you know, many of the events, uh, we don't have that many at the winery itself, but but when we do, uh, usually you know three or four a year, they always have a uh, charitable beneficiary, and Artie Party likes hearing that and um, talking to people who are involved in the community like that, so it was very nice. I was honored to be asked to be on the show. It's a TV show, and when I got there, there was this, pardon the expression, but there was this kid 
you know, wearing a nice button-down shirt and a tie, and he had his script in front of him and a microphone. The show started, and this kid went up to the microphone and did his thing, saying something like, you know, it's the Artie Party Show. I'm Lauren Mole, and here's Artie Party. You know, this incredibly professional presentation and a wonderful voice, and that was you. That's right. And I was so impressed. And I'm like, who is this guy? He's just a kid, but he has this amazing voice. He knows how to announce well, and uh, absolutely you knocked my socks off. And I'd been on the show then another, I don't know, one or two times after that before I got this radio gig. So, I, I, you know, we developed a little rapport, like you knew who I was and I knew who you were. Let's see, then what happened? So then I got this show, what was that, 2013 13. in March. Have we really been at it that long? This long. So how many years is that now? I'm not good in math. Four years. Four years. Wow. Okay. So about four years ago, shortly after I got this show, about a month into it, I got a note from you, Mr. Lauren Mole, that said, congratulations on the show. As you know, you know, I'm always interested in radio and announcing, and can I come observe sometime? And I wrote back and said, of course you can come down, but there'll be no observing. I'm putting you to work. You know, I knew your talent. And I said, if you're coming, you're part of the show. And I think for the first few weeks after that, you would ask me, can I come again next week? And then after, the, after, after those weeks, I said, look, you don't even have to ask me. You're, you're on the show. Don't worry. You passed the audition. <laughs> you're on the show. Just show up every Tuesday because you add that level of professionalism that I think folks appreciate. And I know I would be uncomfortable doing this show without you because uh, – you know, I can talk to folks and whatever, but you make this seem like a real professional talk show. So thank you very much, Mr. Lauren Mole. Well, you're quite welcome, Judd. Now let's get back to the support services. You will be co-hosting this with Artie Party. Yes. And it will be... Give, give me all the info. You might have said that, but I went into this long story and I've That's already right. forgotten. I understand. It's going to be uh, on Saturday the 10th of June. Okay, where? Uh, at Napa Valley College Performing Arts Center. When? Oh, like what time of day? In the evening. In the evening. And folks, can, can folks come to this? Is it open? Absolutely. Are there tickets available? Is it invite only? How does it work? Go online to NapaValleySupportServices.org for, for further information. Okay, good idea. Do you want to tell us what Napa Valley Support Services does? Uh, they help uh, special individuals like myself uh, find employment. Okay, and you are currently employed over at Knob Hill as a courtesy clerk. Did they help, uh, help you get that gig? Uh, they they did, actually. Oh, wonderful. I know you transferred over from Rayleigh's. I did. And uh, you've been in the grocery business for some time now. Almost three years. Almost three years. Good. It's very exciting, man. And you, every time I see you, you are extremely helpful. And I don't even think it's because it's me. I just think that's the way you are. That's right. Oh, and one other thing. Yes. Everybody is a star. We're going to be singing the Star Spangled Banner and Take Me Out to the Ball Game on the 18th of July at the Giants game, and from what I understand, when the Giants pl- uh, take on the Cleveland Indians. Oh, wow, a little interleague action. That's right. July 18th. Yes. And folks can get tickets through everybodystar.org. Yes. Or on the Giants website, I'm sure. Yes. And Everybody is a Star is an organization that you're involved with. Yes. It's a, it's a special organization based in Sonoma that helps uh, special needs individuals like myself showcase our talents and uh, broadcast quality music videos. That is true. And, of course, your video is phenomenal. And anybody can go see it. It's at everybodystar.org. You can check out the video by Mr. Lauren Mole, who looks dashing in his white dinner jacket, 
singing. Uh, we just ha- well, it's. Um, I just haven't met. Have you I met? Yet. I can't think of the name of the song. Michael Bublé. That's right. But done Lauren Mole style. Exactly. It's a great video. Thanks. Everybodystar.org. Yes. Indeed. Yes. So, uh, so what's been going on with you, Judd? Uh, how was your week off? Oh, you know, really nice. We, um, we're just busy. I, I couldn't make it in. I'm sorry. I was honored to, for the third year in a row, to have been asked to host the hospitality boot camp put on by the Napa Valley Vintners. I'm honored, uh, absolutely, because hospitality is what I feel I was born to do in this world, is just show folks a good time. And we've garnered quite a reputation at uh, Judd's Hill, you know, my family's winery here in Napa Valley, for having a great customer experience and making people feel welcome and showing them a good time. And I'm honored that that has been recognized and that I've been asked to MC, host, facilitate this annual boot camp that they put on for, well, it's really for any front of the house winery staff, so people who face the customers in order to get them thinking about hospitality, in order to get them to uh, develop their customer service skills. And it's really a wonderful day-long workshop that they put on. So that's where I was last week. I, I couldn't make it into the studio, but I was, I was helping the, the, the wineries of Napa Valley up their game in the customer service department. I see. Yeah, that's pretty fun. And what else? You know, oh, you know, I've been talking for the last year about this cruise we're going on. Oh, that's right. The Judd's Hill Wine Club Cruise. It's coming up soon. And folks can still sign up for it. But I, I would venture it's a little short notice for folks to go on this year. But next year, April 15th, we will de- Take your time, Okay, thank you. (laughs) Haven't had my coffee yet today. So on April 15th, we will be departing on another Judd's Hill cruise. And anybody's welcome. If you're in our wine club, you get some special perks and I think special special amenities and whatnot. But uh, anybody's welcome to go. And information will be up soon. It's actually not even up on our website, but it will be this week on our events page at judshill.com. But we will be departing April 15th for a week on a luxury paddle wheeler up the Mississippi River. We're going from New Orleans to Memphis, and it's going to be fabulous. We're going to discover a little bit of American history. We're going to be eating fabulous food, wine. There's going to be a bit of a rum experience in New Orleans as well that I'm very excited about. Little Mardi Gras? Well, you know, it's it won't be that far, I think, from Mardi Gras. It won't be during Mardi Gras, so it won't be too crazy down there. But there's always, you know, whatever time you want to have in New Orleans, you can have it. If you want a crazy time, it's there. If you want a little bit more of a relaxed, just enjoy a little food and drink time, you can have that as well. And we, we're happy to be able to provide that. Yeah, and you know what else is fun to hear in New Orleans? What's that? John Baptiste and Stay Human. All right, man. Do you have a little something you want to lay down on us? You want to give us your rendition? <laughs> Sadly, no. Ah, okay. Can't talk you into it? No. Okay. Not really. I just know them from the Stephen Colbert show. Got it. Well, that's good stuff. But that's what's going on. You know, other than that, business as usual at the winery, and uh, things are going well. Wine has a good buzz. Oh, by the way, today is International Drink Judd's Hill Wine Day. So if you have some, uh, you've been waiting to pop open, today is the day to do it. Pop the cork with your loved ones, yourself, whoever. Just enjoy some Judd's Hill. Or come by the winery, and we will... uh, We'll give you a little uh, well, a little taste, and for being a listener to this show, if you mention coupon code, usually this is online only, but coupon code JNVS, uh, you'll get 15% off your wine order. That's right. That's right. That's it. I, I encourage people to come on by. Let us show you a good time with some fine wine. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, actually, Judd, uh, 
we seem to have a problem today. What is it? The guest chair next to me is empty. Yes. What, what, yes. What's going on? Well, Lauren, <clears throat> this is true. You know, we had a last-minute cancellation. Almost a no-show. I had only about uh, an hour's notice that our guest would not be coming today, our scheduled guest. So we're doing what I would like to call – well, let's just put it this way. Uh, I'm glad that we're both wearing pants today. Yes. Because we're going to be flying by the seat of them okay. for the next few minutes here on the air. All right. And you know what else, Judd? What's that? We did not want to disappoint our loyal listeners today. No, never. So, so, so I have something in mind. Okay. Now, normally, this is the part of the show where I would say, Lauren, please introduce our guest. But you know what? I'm going to do the honors. Okay. Do you mind? Um, sure. Can I steal your thunder for a moment? Go right ahead. All right, here we go. <clears throat> in every show he's appeared, he has stole and excels in his on-air announcer role. His voice is pure pro. And, and in studio, he's my bro. The voice of the valley, Lauren Mole. Hey! <laughs> Good about, one, Judd. So guess who's our guest today? It's me. That's right. Lauren Mole. You know, you're here every week. That's right. And we hear your voice. And you pop in on the conversation from time to time, which is always appreciated. But how much do we really know about you? How well do we know the person, Lauren Mole? Hmm. Somewhere between 95 to 100%. I don't think so. I think it's way less. Hmm. You know, I think, 85%? Well, I don't know. You know, that's up to our listeners to yeah, decide. Yeah, I don't I, know either. I think I, I know you pretty well by this point, but I'm not sure we, how much we've revealed about you to our on-air listeners. So I thought today would be fun. Let's get to know you a bit. I've told the story already about how we first met and how oh, you yeah. came to be on this show. Right. But, you know, you're one of these guys that just has this, this innate talent, this, this knack, this skill for announcing. That's right. That's right. Where, when did you get in? Let's talk about that. Like, when did you discover this? Well, you know what? I'm even going to back up a little further. Oh, go ahead. You're a Napa native. I understand you were born in the exotic, faraway land of... Vallejo. Vallejo. But you grew up here in Napa. Isn't that correct? Yes. All right. Well, let's, let's talk from the beginning. You Born in Vallejo, growing up in Napa, were you exposed to much TV, radio as a little boy? Like, how did this develop? Well, I, actually, I was. Uh, you know, when I first started listening to, uh, to KGO and uh, watching uh, ABC Channel 7 in 1995. Yeah. Well, and you're a young man. So, I mean, for me, 1995, I'm like graduating from college. But for you, you're... This, you're a little boy. Like, how, how, how old were you in 1995? Uh, I was four years old. Four years old. Okay, so as a four-year-old boy, you're, you're paying attention to the announcers already on TV. Is that it? Yes, and the hosts. Okay, so tell me about this. How did it develop? You know, and I'll begin, you know when I first started listening to, to, like, Ron Owens on KGO Radio, and I, I would get so excited because, you know, the, the old talk show music would come on or, or the jingles. Yeah. That's one of the first things I first liked about radio was the jingles. Oh yeah, were there any that you specifically identified with? Oh, uh, well, mostly the ones from uh, from KGO or or the old uh, KFRC under their old oldies format. Do you remember some of them? KFRC, I remember that one. Just that quick little zinger, that little tag, or and uh, or the old uh, KGO talk show open theme music, which I which I dearly miss the most. And how did that go? Brown, 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 KGO news talk eight ten. 
Keep it going. Then what would happen is no, that was done. The announcer would come in and, and say, then, and then Ron Owens would come on. Good morning, Ron Owens, KGO Radio. So much to talk about today. <laughs> I love it, man. So that you picked that up when you were four. You were already. Uh, I did, and then you're I start, connecting to that. I did, and then I started singing along to the with the talk show opening music. And you know, you do that here before the show. You know, we have the feed going in the studio before our show comes on. And when the theme songs start, you're often singing along to this one, to the guys that come after us. The beer is good. You're usually chanting along to that. Very musical. Okay, so you're listening to the radio. Ron Owens, was this the first uh, host that you connected with? Uh, I think he might have been the first or one of the first. Yeah, and there's some others that loom large in your history? Well, well, very much. And then later on... Uh, uh, Ed Baxter and Rosie Allen, who did the afternoon news together. Mm-hmm. Right. And, of course, Gene Burns. Ah, yes. The the late, great Gene Burns. God bless him. We talk about him often on this show. He did a food show. He did a getting out and about type show. And so many of our guests were either featured on his show or also listened to that show. So his name comes up, and you often have some recollections about him. That's right. Uh, I actually got to visit him uh, at the Mustard Festival. Yeah. Here yeah. in Napa? Here in Napa. That's right. And what what happened there? Oh, then I would I would actually get to see uh, the live broadcast, and uh, and I made great friendships with the uh, with KGO staffers Anthony Lacharty and Sue Muzzin, who now unfortunately are no longer with the station because of the changes. Mm, there's a lot of flux in the radio business. That's right, but uh, I I just wish them the very best. You know, it, we had a it was such a great friendship that we had over the years. Yeah, yeah. So who do you listen to nowadays? Oh well, I mostly listen to uh, I still I still listen to to KGO or to or to our our friends at KCBS. Or the, these people over in, in Sacramento, KFBK. And what is it about the content on those stations that oh, draws you? News and talk. News and talk. You just like news talk? Yes. Okay. I'm a news talk kind of guy. But actually, going back to Gene, which I actually yeah. did not mention, uh, I actually got to see him uh, do his program at the uh, at the ABC Broadcast Center at 900 Front Street in San Francisco. This was 17 years ago, Judd. Oh, my goodness. You were just, again, just a kid. That's right. And what happened there? How did you get that hooked up? Oh, because uh, one of our, our family members actually knows uh, 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 the great Leo Cellino, who used to do the morning weather. So my dad wrote a letter asking him if maybe we'd like to come into the studio. And then he wrote back saying, yeah, sure, you can come in. So uh, what was the experience? What happened when you got there? It was a wonderful experience. I finally got to see what it was actually like inside a, uh, a local radio station. But the problem is, Judd, here's what, I, here's what I, at first I thought. At first, I thought all the radio stations were in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know at first that KVYN and KVON existed until uh, Mom and Dad told me about it. Oh, no kidding. So you right. thought anything you heard on the radio came from San Francisco. That's right. <laughs> did you think they were all like in one building? Uh, did you understand how it worked? It was just like a magic <laughs> no, box? That... <laughs> no, no, no. Because <laughs> no, uh, I, I didn't uh, think that at first. I may have as a kid. <laughs> right. But uh, actually, what my, my first ever... I tell you, John, my first ever glimpse inside a, a, a radio station was actually seeing Gene Burns simulcast on C-SPAN back in 1998. Oh, my goodness. That's right. 
you know, I'm just fascinated that that this became your thing, and I wonder what it is. Do you know why announcing and hosting like it attracts you so much? Like what? What? Well, because what, we, go, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. Finish no, please. That. What? What is it about it? Oh uh, well, it's because uh, you know I like the on-air perspective, and I mostly like uh, the headsets and the microphones. <laughs> it's there's good gear, right? Yeah, because that's right. Because at first I didn't know how the process worked until mom and dad took me to KGO's previous location. And 900 Front Street. Now, when you went there, did you get to have a bit of an on-air experience? Uh, no. Now, did they let you come into the studio at least? And, uh, and, and well, well, they let me sit in the engineer's booth. Okay, so you got to watch. I got to watch it. As I a, just didn't go inside the, the studio. I see. I see. And did that inspire you in any way to continue on? It did. And what was your next step after that? Like, is that about the time you got on the Artie Party show? Uh, actually, no. Then I started going to other uh, different radio stations uh, across the country. I oh, you were still pretty young then, actually. Right. I, yeah, still, yeah. I still wanted to explore more of the radio market. Okay. Now, around the country, you've done some traveling around visiting radio stations? Right. And uh, and some t- a couple of TV stations as well. Such as what? Uh, well, some uh, probably network affiliates. Yeah. Where is what I'm... Where, where did oh, you get to travel to? Oh, we've been to Oregon and Idaho. Really? No yeah. kidding. And even to one of, one of my favorite states uh, to get away from California once in a while, Nevada. <laughs> It's always always a good time. Were, were these trips designed specifically to bring you around to different sta- stations to meet, or you just happened to be in these places and these markets and got in contact? Uh, I just happened to be in the in the markets and knocked on the door of studios and said, "Hi, I'm interested in television and radio. Can I come in?" Yeah. Actually, we made a phone call first. Oh, okay, you didn't just show up unannounced. Uh, no, <laughs> that's good. You know, it's it's just fascinating because we all have our. Our paths, you know, these things that excite us and intrigue us and make us want to keep moving forward in life. And sometimes it takes people a long time to figure out what that path is. You know, folks go to college to study, you know, a certain area. And even when they get there, they're not exactly sure that's what they want to do and then end up changing. Like in my case, I grew up here in Napa Valley uh, in the wine business and I got away from it. My college degree has nothing to do with wine. It's in television production, which I worked in for many years down in Hollywood in, in the film industry. Uh, I did do college radio, uh, which I enjoyed. But, you know, it wasn't until many years working in Hollywood that I decided maybe this isn't exactly for me. The showbiz aspect. I think um, I think the attitude of the industry, you know, wasn't, wasn't for me. I, I, I found a lot of folks I ran into down there would rather kick you in the rear than give you a helping hand, and I was a bit disillusioned. I love the creative aspect, but that's when I came back and got back into the wine business. So, you know, it was a little circuitous for me, and I'm glad that I can still do a little bit of the broadcasting like we do here in some of our web series. But you seem to have gotten on this path at the age of four. That's right. And have continued on. Yes. Can you foresee anything else? Are there other? Oh well. Well, actually, what what inspired to get me into into television was when I was watching uh, ABC Channel Seven News. So with Dan Ashley, and back then when Terrell and Joe was his co-anchor. I see. I don't even remember this. It's been so long. When when was when was this? Uh nineteen ninety five. Okay, so actually, I wasn't here. I was actually off at college, so I, I don't even remember those anchors. But that's you know twenty something years ago. It's amazing. That's amazing, Lauren. Are there other pursuits? I know you do a little acting, but are, is there anything else out there? Yeah, that well, you can... actually, but actually, what, what is, if, if I might change the topic. What, you may. You're yeah. the guest. Sure. And what inspired me to actually get into game shows, you know, when I first started watching Wheel of Fortune and Jeopardy uh, around the same time. 
You know, because yeah, if you remember, if you go back to 1995, you remember uh, like the old Jeopardy, you know, where, where they had the, the changing color, the red, white, and blue set when it would change colors? Yes, I do remember that. Right, and the and the, the old theme song with the synthesizers and the bongo drums, that's what actually got me excited, though. Not not just the game itself, the, the theme song with, with, the, with the bongo drums and the sign would alternate colors. You would get excited and would you hear this in your head? Yes. <laughs> I guess so. And then that's when I started imitating uh, Johnny Gilbert and, and the late Charlie O'Donnell from Wheel of Fortune. Can I hear a little bit? It's Wheel of Fortune. <laughs> There's for you, Charlie. And how about Johnny Gilbert? From the Sony Picture Studios, this is Jeopardy! Ah, you know, you give it that you give it that delivery when we do our Mad Libs game. So you're doing the Johnny Gilbert bit. That's right, and that's why I'm wearing a red jacket right now. That's one of his trademarks. Oh, really? Even though he's not seen on camera. I've seen a picture of him on his website with his, his trademark red jacket and, a, and a, big, uh, a big Jeopardy behind him. Well, let's talk. You know, we're going to have to take a break here. Oh, sure. But when we get back, let's talk about uh, developing a a trademark for you. Sure. We'll be back with more of Judd's Napa Valley Show right after these messages. With our guest, Mr. Lauren Mole. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Every episode, a veritable cornucopia of finkel fun. Judd's Napa Valley Show. Judd's Napa Valley Show. At 1440 on your AM dial in the San Francisco Bay Area and streaming live in Boise, Idaho at KVON.com, back to Judd's Napa Valley Show. Well, thank you, Mr. Lauren Mole. Would you like to introduce our guest once again? Uh, Sure. Oh, wait a minute. You know who it is. Go ahead. It's actually me, isn't it? It is. How about that? As we explained at the top of the show, um, our scheduled guest could not make it in. We had about, a, I don't know, an hour or so warning. So I'm very pleased to have Mr. Lauren Mole, my on-air announcer, as our guest. We don't get a chance to really chat with you much. You're here every week. You announce the show. You participate in the conversation. But I feel like we don't really... Who is the Lauren Mole that we all should get to know? Well, as I said earlier, probably about 85% of people might know me. Well, they might know you, but do they know you? Let's get to know Lauren Mole. All right, before we went to the break, we were talking about all kinds of stuff. Game shows, Johnny Gilbert. You know, I want to find out how you... Like, how do you know so much, really? You know, I remember early on here at the station, we were doing a bit that, that we played the match game theme song, you know, from the, from the 70s. Right. And it came on, there's the music, and you went into this whole announcing bit, and you're, you're saying, you know, it's match game, and here's your host, Gene Rayburn. I was like, my goodness, this show is off the air you know, 20 years before you were even born. So how do you, how do you know about all these things? Uh, because I used to watch Match Game at, uh, at my grandparents' house in Lake Almanor on the reruns on the game show network. Ah, uh, okay. So you, you love your game shows. That's one of my favorites, by I the do. way. And, yeah, but it's not just the game shows that I like. It's also the late-night talk shows yeah. that I also like. You do do a great impression of Johnny Carson and several of his comedic sketches. Or N. McMahon. You do Ed as well, which is you know appropriate, being the announcer. Uh, do you have any you wanna you wanna lay down on us? 
And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny. Ta-da. <laughs> hey uh, Do you have any of uh, Carson's bits? I know I'm putting you on the spot because none of this is prepared. We, we were, a little, as I said, flying by the seat of our pants. But you've done some of Johnny Carson's bits on the air. Do you have any uh, memorized that you, you, you'd like to lay down? Well, probably one. Okay. Shall I announce you? You can if you want. Ladies and gentlemen, on-air announcer Lauren Mole with his tribute to Johnny Carson. This is the city. Napa, California. Some people rob for pleasure. You'll never know. My name's Friday, and I'm a cop. This afternoon, I just got off lunch when I got a call from the Acme School Bell Company. There's been a robbery. Hmm. There's been a robbery. Yes. Now, what can you tell me what was stolen? Our clappers. Your clappers. Uh, yes, you know those things inside the bell that makes them clang? <laughs> They're clangers. Uh, yes, well, we call them clappers of the business. <laughs> so, uh, what, what kind of clappers were they? Well, they were copper clappers. And where were they kept? Um, in the closet. What makes them worse, they were clean. Hmm, clean copper clappers kept in the closet. What was that? Uh, nothing, sir. Now, can I have the facts? Who do you think stole your clean copper clappers from your closet? Well, I just fired a man, and now he's no longer with us. You know his name? Yeah. Clug Cooper. You know where he's from? Uh-huh. Cleveland. And who do you think saw Clug uh, Cooper of Cleveland steal your clean copper clavers from your closet? My cleaning woman. Claire Clifford. Okay, so let me get this straight. Cleaning woman Claire Clifford discovered that the clean copper clavers kept in the closet were caught by Clug Cooper of Cleveland. Now, isn't about it. Yes, but there's one more thing. Yeah. If I ever catch Clug Cooper of Cleveland who caught my clean copper clavers in the closet, yes, I'll clobber him. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Lauren Mole with his tribute to Johnny Carson. Well done, sir. That was great. And that was on the spot with no script in front of you. That's right. You've committed that to memory for the ages. Yes. When was the last time you performed that? Uh, it was a while ago. Yeah, I'll bet it was. What was the occasion? Uh, just a Napa show with Artie Party. Okay, so yeah, you often do some uh, comedic sketches on there, but that, that's impressive. Not only did you have it by memory, but you delivered it. Right. I just, I just saw that skit too many times because I liked it so much. It's hilarious. I'll bet you do a good who's on first, too. Yeah, well. Have you ever done that? Uh, well, only once, though. Once. Just not quite as much, though. You could do both voices, I'm sure. So you would, you would like, we were talking before how people find their path in life. You certainly are on your path announcing, but you were just saying that you would maybe like to also host a show, but a certain type of show. Uh, yes. Uh, we're here on radio, some type of call and talk show. Well, tell me, if you had your ideal setup for you to do, what would it be? Well, uh, mostly just talk about uh, anything uh, Anything I just want to talk about. And maybe, I'm thinking maybe either go by myself or maybe find uh, an in-studio announcer and a, possibly a female co-host to, oh, to was, interact with. I was about to offer myself as your sidekick, but uh, the female part might uh, throw a wrench in that works. So what, what would the format be? Uh, just a, like a regular talk show. But is there certain subjects you like to talk about more than others? You were talking about swap shop. You like that, where the, I do. Where the subject is you know trading things. But uh, would you want to do that, or would it be more broad, like pick a subject and let's just talk about it? Well, uh, I'm, I'm thinking maybe probably here that uh, the swap shop I've been listening to for a long time, and uh, you know it just surprises me that it's our only live and local call-in radio talk show. Yeah. Yeah, the, I'm, and I'm just surprised that there are no other live local call-in talk shows here on KBON on the weekdays. 
Well, it's, uh, I mean, it's something we could talk to management about. Folks have asked me if my show is a call-in, uh, and sometimes they say, oh, I really would have liked to have asked your guest something, but you don't take calls. And I say, you know, that's true. It's, a, it's just me here running the board, and if you throw the telephone into it, I would just be, I would, I, I, would, I would be befuddled. I would be lost. I would be trying to, I'd be juggling too much. So unfortunately, I don't get to the call-ins. Now, have you ever called into the swap shop? Uh, well, uh, actually, I have only just to uh, to guess the mystery singer. I don't even know that bit. I, I I've listened to, but I haven't I haven't heard that bit. What is it? Oh, where uh, where the where the host of that show, the great Charles Kennedy. Uh, good day, Sir Kennedy, if you're listening. <laughs> uh, he'll just play some like a random uh, artist, and then the, the people have to call in to guess who it is. Should we do that right now? Do we? Do you have something on you? I I can play something. Yeah, see if you can guess. Maybe. Let's see. All right. Here, t- t- tell me. Tell me a little bit how it goes while I cue this up. Okay. Like what happens on the swap shop? Oh, well, the, well, well there's no regular opening theme song on that program. Just just a regular um, a featured artist, and then the caller has to identify who that mystery artist is. Okay. So how about let's let's try it, shall we? Sure. I'm curious to give this a shot. I think I've got a song queued up. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, listen in, listen in, the, uh, in your headphones here. Let's see if I can okay. press play here. Turn that on, and we should be good. Well, you know what we did? We just did one of our mix-ups from uh, the Judd's Musical Bonanza. That was... Uh, for some reason, this iPod just went to uh, Comfort Slacks. Remember Comfort Slacks? Oh, I do remember them. Yeah, yeah. they they were great when when uh, they were here. Oh yeah, they're tons of fun. Uh, what do they call themselves? Electronic Geek Core, something like that. Uh, exactly. Yeah, fantastic. Well, let's try this one again. This is the mystery okay. song. I want you to try to guess. You ready? Okay. All right, here we go again. This song is very special to me. It takes me back to my childhood when I wrote this. It was a third grade class picnic on the meadowy slopes of Mount St. Helena. And as I sat there, watching all the happy kids, on the bright green grass, under the vivid blue sky, in the warmth of that spring day, I began to doze. And I had a beautiful dream. All the children worldwide joined together in song, a lovely melody of peace and joy. And from that moment the world, oh, the entire universe came under the wonderful, magical spell of love. But who could bring these children together? Who would be the messenger to teach this wonderful song? And then I awoke, and I saw before me my answer, and the inspiration for this song. I saw... I saw a butterfly flitting through the meadow, see him fly 
butterfly flitting through the meadow. See him fly, fly so high. Now the butterfly is going along his way. Let's hope that the butterfly comes back to us some other day. All right, Mr. Lauren Mole. That's our featured artist, Mystery Song, as they do on the Swap Shop here on KVON. Do you have any guesses as to who that artist is that we just heard? Would that happen to be you? Me? That was actually a single cut about, uh, ah, it's got to be coming up on, coming up on many years ago. I'm not going to date it. That was Ronnie Twirl and his Enchanted Krellmans with their hit single, Butterfly, a.k.a. The Meadow Song, which is a pseudonym for me. You're right. That was me <laughs> with the Butterfly, a tune I wrote many years ago and recorded with a buddy of mine who was an uh, audio engineer at CalArts down in Valencia. He put the band together, and uh, it was a lot of fun. So well done. You win today's prize, which is – tell them what, what – <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, I need you for this. You're the announcer, but you're the guest, so how do I do this? Let's try that again. Tell him what he's won, Lauren Mole. A trip to Reno. That's right. You've won an all-expense-paid trip to Reno. And unfortunately, you are the one that bears all the expenses. So help yourself. Anytime you want to go to Reno, it's on you. Sure. Enjoy. Have fun. Thanks. Try the uh, awful, awful burger at the Nugget. Oh, sure. Delicious. Yeah, Big basket of fries. Exactly. You're going to dig it. Yeah. But, you know, uh, getting back to what I was saying earlier. Yes. That, uh, if I were to have a call and talk show, not only would I be able to uh, connect with our local audience here in Napa Valley, but I feel that I also want to connect with our internet audience across America as well. Oh, so would you take uh, live, you know, emails or messages and texts and stuff like that? Oh, Collins. Collins. Oh, so like Skype or something like that. Uh, I'm, I'm not that good on Skype because I don't use it. Gotcha. But you just want people calling in. Yes. That's great. And connect with them from around the world. We have had exactly. folks who've listened to this show. I, I have gotten emails. It's amazing. Folks, you know, they, they dig Napa Valley. They're searching around on the Internet. They find this show. And I've, I've gotten a couple of emails from, um, from European listeners. Isn't that something? Wow. I know. And they say they look forward to visiting someday. I'm like, great. Come look us up when you get here. Now, you are also an actor. That's right. Quite the actor. When you first started, you were very involved in Broadway-bound kids. You were performing in um, Annie. I think you had just performed in Wizard of Oz. You've done all kinds of roles. Is this something you're going to continue per, uh, pursuing? Uh, sadly, I can't because of my new, uh, my new job at Knob Hill. Yeah, but well, then let's just talk about acting in general and yeah. how, how it appeals to you. Oh, well, you know, because I, I've always loved Disney for a long time. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I used to go to HealthQuest Swimming School and they had a poster there. Join the cast of Broadway Bound Kids next production, Peter Pan. So oh, I yeah, thought, yeah. So I thought, hey, Peter Pan, I like Disney. Hey, maybe I could be part of this production. And what happened? Oh, so then my, my mom and dad signed me up. And, uh, and th this was actually 16 years ago. It, it was actually performed at St. Helena High School. Okay. And you were? I was Nibs back then. Nibs. That was my very first role. That's one of the uh, Lost Boys, right? Exactly. Yes, you yeah. got it right on the nose. Yeah, I'm trying to remember which one. They, they all have some really good lines. Which which were some of Nibs? I know um, 
Now I'm blanking on all of them, but they, they have some funny lines. The, right. the lost boys. Which one is Nibs? Is that the one who's like bragging about the having dirty clothes and having the name sewn in? Uh, no, I think that's slightly. Soiled. Oh, that's slightly soiled, of course, because that's what it says on the, the laundry tag. So that's what right. his name is. So Nibs, that was a good experience, right? And then and a whole lot of other roles uh, later on, such as let's go through your 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 <laughs> your resume. Well, I've done uh, uh, Professor Marvel and the Wizard of Oz, which is which is kind of fun. Yeah, uh, that's the Wizard, isn't it? Yes. And then uh, also, can you favor us with a line from that? Well, 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 well. House guess, eh? And who might you be? No, 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 don't tell me. Let's see. You're uh, you're traveling in disguise. No, no, wait. No, it's not good. You're, uh, you're going on a visit. No, no, it's not good. You're, uh, ah, you're running away. <laughs> bravo, sir. Bravo. Okay, and the next role was? Uh, one of my other favorites, Cordy Collins and Hairspray. Oh, what a great production. He's the TV host. That's a perfect role for you. That's right. Of the dance show. It was. And so a little corny would say... Hey there, Teenage Baltimore. Don't change that channel, because it's time for the Cordy Collins Show. Brought to you by Ultra Clutch Hairspray. <laughs> Fantastic, man. You were born to play that role. I was. And after Corny, where did you land? Hmm. Well, then uh, then I landed in uh, my final role as Max Detweiler in The Sound of Music. Oh. And so let's have a little line from that. Ladies and gentlemen, I have here in my hand the decision from our distinguished judges. The third place winner, Fräulein Schneider. Well done, well done. So I know you have another one. You've walked the boards as many great characters, but did you not also play President Franklin Delano Roosevelt? I did. In a production of Annie? I did. This was, uh, I think, four years ago. Oh, not that long. I think you were doing this just as we were starting the show. That's right. So you uh, would say in that role, My fellow Americans, the only thing we have to fear... Is fear itself. Well done, sir. Well done. So what's the future hold? Do you think you're going to continue acting at some point? Well, well, I have a job now, so I just can't break free from my job to go to rehearsals. I got you. But, you know, that's now. But, you know, you've got to look forward. Is that something you would like to continue to do at some point? Well, not really. I'm just thinking about uh, starting a call and talk show here. Okay. Maybe. Focus on that. Well, there are new owners here at the station, which is exciting news. Oh, that's Folks right. are talking. They uh, seem young, enthusiastic. They look like they're excited to um, engage in the community and provide some more community programming. So, you know, maybe that's something to talk to them about. Maybe. Yeah, you've been here a long time. You know how the game works. I have. Lauren. Yes. What else do you like to do for fun? Hmm. Well, I also like to go on tour with Everybody is a Star. Yeah. Which is also fun. You've gone to some fun places. You were uh, back east. You've been down in San Diego. That's right. You get to sing at all the uh, big events at the arenas and stadiums. I do. You live an exciting life, sir. I do. You have been everywhere announcing, singing. You have a great web presence. Has anybody ever asked you, Lauren Mole, personally, face-to-face, mano a mano, man-to-man, Radio personality to radio personality. Lauren Mole. Do you go nuts for donuts? Actually, I do. Well, boy, are you in luck, because I have quite the selection for you today. All righty. Let's see. today you don't even have to share with another guest. Okay. So here we go. Let's, uh, oh, they taped this up pretty good here. I'm sure they do. You have one of these signature beautiful pink boxes from our very own... Buttercream Bakery. 
If I can open it up, but look at this gorgeous selection. Oh, well, see let's what see you what think of that. Hmm. You want to describe to the folks listening what we have here? Well, let's see. We have a uh, a special vegan donut with uh, looks like sprinkles. We have a, I think another donut here with the chocolate on top, which I also like. The classic old fashioned glazed donut, and uh, looks like an apple fritter uh, to me. Well, I think there's all sorts of good stuff. It looks like maybe – I think that they call that the cinnamon nub. Actually, uh, I don't think they call oh, it that, yeah, but I don't cinnamon, know what they call nub, it. Yeah. Well, what strikes your fancy at this point? Oh, and I forgot. Actually, there's one more thing. The old-fashioned maple donut, which our guests go for all the time. But I'm not going to go with that today. You're not taking the bait. What are you no, going for? I'm going with this one. Classic. Just, a, just classic a classic glazed, raised donut. Yes. Now, would you please do me and our listening audience the pleasure – of announcing that donut. It's the classic old glazed fashioned donut right here in my right hand. Well, wonderful. Now take a bite and announce how delicious it is. 100% delicious. Well, there you go, Mr. Lauren Mole. I want to thank you for being our guest today. It's always a pleasure to have you here every week as our announcer, but especially today to get to know you a little better. I hope you'll come back many more times, not only as our announcer, but let's let's talk some more one of these days. Sure. I'm okay with that. All right. This is Lauren Mall speaking for Judd's Napa Valley Show, a Gillamar production. Judd's Napa Valley Show.